Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. and welcome to the Proactive Caregiving Podcast. As a CPA with over 20 years as an industry accountant, Jessica stepped away from the corporate world to become a full-time caregiver for her mother. Having learned invaluable lessons along the way, she is now here to share those with you and to invite you to join her on this caregiver's journey. Here is your host, Jessica Cannon. Hello, everybody. Today, I would like to introduce you to Sarah Hyde-Williams. As co-founder of Senior Living Advisors of Austin, Sarah has nearly 20 years of experience serving seniors and their families as an elder care expert through her various roles within assisted living and dementia-supportive communities, home health, and hospice. Through deep compassion and respect, she guides families in finding care for an aging loved one, which can often be a difficult and overwhelming process. Her background has provided extensive knowledge and experience that will give you comfort in knowing that your decisions are made wisely according to what truly matters most to you. Her practice includes senior housing placement, advanced care planning, and education. Get ready for this. She is a State of Texas Certified Assisted Living Manager, Certified Dementia Care Manager, Certified Dementia Practitioner, Certified Alzheimer's Disease and Dementia Care Trainer, Certified Montessori Dementia Care Professional, and currently, she serves the Lewy Body Dementia Association as the Central Texas Facilitator and Educator. So knowing Sarah's background, I felt it would be beneficial to go over some helpful tips for caregivers to do more than simply survive the holidays. Yes, after the year we've had, it's hard to believe the holidays are just right around the corner. Whether your loved one is living at home with you or in a community for seniors, then you might already be feeling the day-to-day challenges and stressors without adding in expectations for the holidays. So, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. The holidays are always, well, over the last couple of years, they've become a mixed bag of excitement and nervousness about preparing meals and family gatherings, and now this year, it's been a different kind of an expectation for the holidays with mom now in the facility. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you throw COVID into the mix too, and, right. and now, we're, now we're really hit with uh, something extraordinary, aren't we? Right, and earlier this year when her birthday was passing, I started thinking, and of course, it was right around the time that COVID hit and things were being shut down. And I, my first thought was, I won't be able to spend a birthday with her. I won't be able to yeah. go in and bring in the balloons and make her day a special day. So what can you tell us about stepping into these type of holidays with our loved ones? Right, right. Such an important topic to have no matter what time of year it Mm -hmm. is, but specifically we begin thinking about this when we go into 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, all of that all all put together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, holidays and special occasions can really bring out the best and work best and the worst in us. True. We often have such unrealistically high expectations of how it's supposed to be. And then we're left disappointed by how these special occasions truly turn out. Right. So, you know, sometimes this will be the last Thanksgiving, the last Christmas, the last Hanukkah with our loved ones. Mm -hmm. And so we feel enormous pressure to make this time especially significant. So there there are some tips and tricks, although uh, we understand that no holiday is going to turn out specifically how we write it up in our head. Mm -hmm. But we could certainly plan out a little bit to where we don't take on so much. So how would you suggest that we start that out? Because I know caregivers the holidays really don't make the difference just because the day-to-days are really pretty much the same. It's just the added stress of trying to make it special. And so we're already entering this holiday season, probably most of us with energies, low levels of energy to begin with. Yeah. First and foremost, you know, I have a couple of tips and tricks for you. Uh, First and foremost, know that no holiday, no family gathering, no special occasion is ever going to be picture perfect. We write it up in our head the way that we think it's supposed to go, and uh, something inevitably happens. So let me set the scene for you. How many times has someone spilled a glass of red wine all over your perfectly white tablecloth? Mm -hmm. True. How many times has the dog or the cat jumped up on the cabinet and eaten a bite out of the turkey? (laughs) Or my goodness gracious, how many times sitting around the the, uh, dining room table has someone mentioned politics Mm, it happens every single time and some you know my family is exactly like that there are these little touch points Mm -hmm. Uh, don't talk about that you know that that always sets mom off or um tirades of some sort or another we get in an argument someone storms out and everyone's in tears Mm -hmm. and so just if something gets knocked over, if something gets spilled or doesn't go just right, let's say you burn a pie, you know, take a deep breath, maybe even take a quick walk for a moment. But remember that it doesn't have to be just so. It's going to be okay. What's really important is that our family got together and we enjoyed those times with the people that we love most. True. And it's it's hard when you have that time with your loved one and you're trying to make it as special as possible. But it's a forced feeling to me. Being forced to be cheerful doesn't help me. And then trying to find those moments that I can make humorous and laugh and help them smile and laugh, it also starts to feel forced. And then I find yeah. myself looking at my watch and seeing how much more time do I have to do yeah. this instead of I'm so grateful that I get to do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, one other thing to think also is that we have to feel free to say no. We don't have to take everything on ourselves. That's a big one. Um, If we're a care partner, um, what can I realistically do? And honor your answer by saying, I can't do all of that. So we don't need four different meats or 12 different side dishes, Mm -hmm. perfectly browned rolls plenty of pies. My mother used to make a pie for every person in the house that came so that they could take home with them to eat Mm, afterwards. That's such a good idea, but 
They know. Let it work. <laughs> we have that ability and the option to say, not this year. Mm-hmm. We're not going to take all of that on. Make it as absolutely easy on yourself as possible. Don't take responsibility for every single bit of what we have to put through. Limit the occasion sometimes to family members or just a few close friends. Mm-hmm. You know, someone calls your your daughter or your sister calls and says, hey, can I bring my wife's second cousin's nephew and his girlfriend? Oh, right. Well, not this year. We're mm-hmm. going to limit it to just about eight or 10 family members. It's okay to say no mm-hmm. and be okay with that answer. There may be some that may not understand that. However, you have to be the person that can lay your head on the pillow at night and be okay with what you didn't, you didn't bite off more than you could chew. Absolutely. And that's where you get that peace of mind that you accepted your realistic boundaries and found ways to stay within them. Always. And that's awfully hard for some people. That's a learned skill. We have to learn that if we are the care partner to our person, that we cannot be all to all. We do what's important. We recognize what our priorities are. And we have to say, I'm, I'm not going to do that this year. However, let's find an alternative. Yeah, and sometimes that alternative might be multiple nights that don't include your loved one just because you have one very intimate evening with your loved one and then you have a different evening that's with everyone else that couldn't attend and or yes. was not beneficial for them to attend. And it, it doesn't always have to be in the home. If it's possible, maybe you can go to a restaurant, for example, um, yes, I know this year for COVID, it's a quite different, but there's different ways for meals and time spent and good memories to be still made at this time. Yes. One of my absolute favorite things to suggest to care partners is to give yourself a break and ask for help. Yes. A lot of care partners and people mean well, they'll walk up to you and say, oh dear, let me know if you need something. Mm-hmm. Have in your back pocket something, two or three different things that you need help with. I would love it if you would come over on Thursday afternoon and help me with a couple of loads of laundry. <laughs> I would love it if you would help me polish the shoes to get ready for our special occasion. Right. Some little things, have it, have it already in your back pocket True. You know, another thing to always consider is Thanksgiving specifically mm-hmm. doesn't have to be turkey and 12 sides and a pie for everyone to take home. No. It can be a sandwich on a paper plate served in the living room. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It is. It um, is very okay. To ask for help is important. You know, I would really appreciate it if you would order out and either bring or have delivered a side dish. Mm-hmm. or run by and pick up a salad. I'd really need some help setting the table or bring up a flower arrangement. You could even, one thing that, that some people don't think of, if you really do need that big family dinner and that's absolute tradition for you and your family, what happens with all the children running and playing and, and speaking loudly? Pay or ask a teenager to keep all the children busy in another room while the adults have a little bit more quiet time Mm -hmm. in the living room chatting or having dinner. 
stress-free as we can make is very helpful. Ask for help. People want to help. You just have to be able to ask for it. Right. And that's, that is sometimes a hard thing to do. Cause I know whenever my mother-in-law would visit and she would say, what can I do? I would often tell her to just go ahead and relax in the living room and spend time with everyone else. And I would take on as much as I could, but yeah, <laughs> it didn't help. And it would always help to have, and that's something that having more people there doing things with you, you're doing things together to enjoy the moment, not just yes. survive the moment. I don't want to have 16 people over at my house and spend the entire time cooking in my kitchen and not being able to enjoy them. Exactly. They want to help. If it's nothing less than set them at your big island bar and give them every single bit of salad fixings out of the refrigerator and say, put together the best salad that, that you have ingredients for. True. It gives them something to be useful. It sparks a conversation and we get to enjoy people in our home and not having to be isolated from them doing all the work. And that's extremely helpful because then you refocus everybody, your loved ones having a great time. Hopefully they're enjoying every person that's there and they're in their own capacity. Yes. You know, another thing to, to really think about is whether our loved one has physical uh, challenges right. or cognitive challenges, there may be some things that they need a softer, quieter environment. Maybe the stress and the hustle bustle is not going to be good for them. So as stress-free as we can make it and maybe pull them aside and have a one-to-one, have a jigsaw puzzle set up in another room that's awfully quiet and one-to-one activity with someone in the family can keep them busy and occupied and engaged in a conversation. Right. That's perfect. And they don't feel left out. Because I think yes. oftentimes we assume that maybe they're not as coherent as they really are, or uh-huh. maybe they're not, they're, they've tuned out or they're checked out, especially if they're in a living room watching TV and, you know, maybe they feel like they are enjoying themselves doing what they're doing at that time. But I think sometimes I know I experienced it in our family that we felt uncomfortable. And sometimes we would let mom sit and watch TV while we got together and connect and had our own conversations. And then mm-hmm. after a while, it was like, oh, I think mom's been left out of this just a little too long. There's a lot of our folks with cognitive challenges that they may not be an active participant in the conversation. Right. However, they like to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And from time to time, we can turn around and say, mom, I remember when you used to bake those great chocolate chip cookies. Do you remember that? And, and they'll, oh my word, yes, I did. What's something that your mother would make that you loved? Or I can't remember quite, do we put cinnamon in the pecan pie or not? What do you think? Mm. And to engage them in that conversation to where they can be an active participant. Right. And then you feel like you're having an actual moment with them at the time. Yes. Yeah. My fear was always that the holidays would come around. And if I focused on what she was no longer able to do, that I wouldn't enjoy the holiday as much. And letting go of the fact that it can't be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. There's no amount of planning or 
preparation that I can put into it to be perfect because it really comes down to that moment of how is she receiving everything? How is she feeling throughout all of this? Very much so. Yeah. Another area that I may even take embrace more now going forward is stepping away from some of the traditions. I mean, how as far as trying to be realistic and not overdo things, that may possibly include starting new traditions. Absolutely. You know, Thanksgiving doesn't always have to be done at our house or at mom's house any longer. Let's pass the baton and have it at someone else's house and leave a lot of the uh, hustle and bustle to them. And we simply bring a dish that we went through a restaurant and picked up. So I know this time of year and the year that it has been with COVID, it is going to be extremely impossible to get into a facility to share that holiday. But let's just say in a normal situation or even um, hopefully by the next holiday season that we would like to visit for those of us who have loved ones in a facility, how would they be able to approach that and make it I guess, as least stressful moment as possible for not only the resident or our loved one, but for the staff within as well. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that came to mind the other day when somebody asked me about what are we going to do specifically, and I keep mentioning Thanksgiving because that's the next holiday coming up. What you could do is put together some sort of a meal or a dessert And at that certain part of the meal or dessert time, FaceTime your loved one. Mm. The care staff can bring mom's favorite piece of pie out at that time. And she can sit and eat her piece of pie while we all have dessert as well. And we can chat and catch up. That might be a really good way of connecting. That would be nice. Another way of, of showing appreciation and thanksgiving to our care staff is to have something um, delivered there. You don't have to make it yourself. However, something to show appreciation, handmade cards would be greatly appreciated. Everyone in the family, write a simple little card and mail it to your loved one so they get mail. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I like that idea. So something that engages them with the rest of the family but we can kind of think outside that proverbial box to where they may not be able to be with us or us with them, Mm -hmm. but they're still engaged in the family get together. However, that may look. It's a connection, a moment of connection, regardless if it's physical or virtual. Yes. Yes. it, It definitely is a trying times now trying to get through this holiday. It's, it's one thing to now leave our houses with the mask on and go to the grocery store and get through in as peaceful a time as possible, but carrying that peace throughout the meals and the holidays. Yes. The families gatherings, uh, whether we have mixed opinions on anything and everything under the sun, like reconsider who should be under the same roof in the same room at one time. Absolutely. We all know that not all family members are going to see eye to eye. No. I have three sisters and a brother. So there's five of us. Mm. And we have differing opinions. We have differing political views, differing religious views. 
not everyone is going to agree at all times. You know what? I like cinnamon in my cranberry sauce. My mother likes hers chunky with orange. <laughs> we're, but it starts a conversation to where we don't all have to agree, but we can honor the fact that we each are individuals and don't have to agree. Let some things go. Yes. But that's going to have to, everyone's going to have to play their part in that. If we continue to constantly be the one that always gives in, we're going to be resentful of that. Mm -hmm. So there can even be on the invitation you send out, send out a few little cards or an email, send out an email to everyone in the family and said, this year, this is the way it's going to go. We're going to agree to disagree, Mm -hmm. come and enjoy uh, a piece of dessert with us and then go back home in getting together also doesn't always have to be in our home. It could be where we all bring our own meal and we sit at a picnic table at the park. Mm-hmm. Yes. That could be one way of honoring what our social norms are supposed to be about uh, through this COVID event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet we still spend time together. It's limited. It limits the amount of exposure we all have to each other for someone to get in a fight. However, we've briefly gotten together. We enjoy what's important, which is family. And then we all go back home. Right. We can all go back to our normal lives or pre-existing lives without having to worry about the uncomfortable silence. Yes, absolutely. And that's where I, I guess I still struggle with having that quiet, but yet meaningful time and the concept and the idea of what is quiet for me is not what's quiet for others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What we feel might be quiet for, for me to go in and lay on the bed for half an hour and listen to music. Some others would feel lonely or isolated due to that. True. Especially our loved one. How can we um, involve them, but not overstimulate them? And that's there's that interaction that they have is stimulating. Mm-hmm. and paying close attention to their reactions to see if it's actually stimulating in a positive way or is it aggravating them? Yeah, very much so. And they're going to give you hints. I am not a big fan of the term behaviors. However, I do like the word responses. Mm-hmm. They will respond to their environment around them. The way you speak with them, whether it's too loud or too soft or they're being overstimulated. Can we step back from that? Mm-hmm. So those responses through that nonverbal communication will tell you uh, whether or not they've had enough and they need to step back or yes, we can still continue to keep going with our meal or our conversation or going with the day. Knowing that when that time comes and we get those responses of, nope, this is too much. I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. We, we cut it short and we go home. And sometimes that's what has to happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, and I don't ever want to make the correlation between our elderly or older loved ones and children. However, think of it in this way. When our two-year-old was taken to the grocery store mm-hmm. and it gets to be so much, the light, the noise, choices of 54 different types of cereal. Oh my gosh, which one am I going to choose? 
and they had a meltdown in the middle of the grocery store. Right. Think of it the same way. Mm-hmm. It's way too much stimulation. It's too much. They've reached their limit. And we have to, in an essence, take charge of the situation, say enough is enough. We're going to step back or go home or uh, do what's best for our loved one that has had enough. True. When I recently was able to visit my mom, I was thankful that we got about 45 minutes into a visit before she said, I'm ready to go back inside. Yeah. And I had, I wanted more time with her, but I had to respect that and, and notice that she was tired. I was able to engage with her and through that engagement, it was exhausting for her. Yes. It's a lot of thought process sometimes to hold that conversation that our attention, our cognition, our reasoning, our processing skills may be a little fuzzy due to a cognitive impairment. We have to recognize that for them, that's a lot of work keeping attention for 45 minutes. Definitely. And that's something that brings to mind the reality check of this as we approach these holidays there are some times that the reality of everything is outside my forefront I just don't have to be concerned with how she's doing as often as I would have been before but then the holidays come closer and with my expectations and learning how to let go of some of those expectations but then at the same time that mourning process that comes and goes grieving every time I get to spend time with her and see her abilities are less than they were last time or her attention span was less than they were last time and to fight that automatic reaction of oh no is this going to be the last holiday I finally accepted it's okay to cry yeah it's okay to very much depressed at that moment I mean it is a harsh reality check. And it just so happens the holidays seem to bring that out more than the rest of the year. Yes, and you you pinpointed it very nicely. It's our own expectations that are put on that interaction. Right. You know, and then that expectation for me, sometimes it comes from knowing I have other friends that have and I hate to put it this way, normal families are that are not having to live and accept and deal with the challenges that we normally deal with. And so mm-hmm. seeing how their holiday gathering is just wonderful and the, the way the tables are decorated and the, the pictures that are taken and the smiles and you just, in those moments, you can see they are so grateful and joyful in those moments. But then trying not to compare that to my own moment. And feeling the, yes. the lack of, I don't have that, or I can't have that anymore, is really depressing sometimes. Yeah. We also have to remember that those what seemingly perfect moments or perfect pictures, what is shown on Facebook mm-hmm. is not reality. No. We have to stop comparing their seemingly perfect with our so-so. It's, it's never, you know, life is life. It is never going to be a perfect moment. Life is not perfect. Life is messy. Life is sometimes a little fuzzy around the edges. And 
we are meant to uh, make the best of the time that we have with those that are most important. Right. And that's what Thanksgiving is all about, being thankful for their presence that's still there, however it may be, and wherever it may be. Yes, there is a uh, quote I heard recently, um, they may not remember, but oh, right. uh, where, where you will not remember, I will remember for you. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments, especially with our loved ones that are challenged with some cognitive issues, they may not remember, but yet those will continue to live on in our memories. I remember the last uh, Christmas that I had with my grandmother. It wasn't perfect. However, I still remember everything there was to know about that day simply because I knew it was going to be our last Christmas. Hmm. And so remembering that in my mind, and I don't remember, you know, the little things about the wine spilt or (laughs) um, the dog ate the pie or (laughs) whatever little things that happened that may have seemingly upset us, those, those fall to the wayside. What we're left with is the way my grandmother laughed, Mm. the story that she told, that she engaged and she was with all of us in and of that moment that I carry um, through through the rest of my life. Those are my memories. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is this, we have this opportunity that we can make more memories. We don't have- Absolutely. We can- Yeah have a recollection of what it was before, but we can make more memories, new memories. Yes. I really appreciate you being able to shed some light on this for us because the clock is ticking and I'm getting closer and closer to my own list of what meals are we going to put together? What, you know, fulfilling everyone's expectations as far as what meal they would like to have versus the meal that I would prefer or mom might prefer. And finding ways to, I've already started getting desserts ordered so that I can deliver it to the facility and or even hand deliver it myself and just give as much, show them as much gratitude for everything they've done throughout this year, especially this year and what they will continue to do going forward. You know, one last thing, if I could mention, is that oftentimes in the hustle and bustle of these holiday periods, Mm -hmm. an awful lot of us that are in a support group Mm -hmm. in, in abilities to go out and have coffee with a friend, those fall to the wayside. Right. If I could give any bit of advice going forward is continue with your support system, Absolutely. whatever that looks like, whatever de-stresses or regenerates you don't miss your support group during the holiday seasons, call a friend or while the family is in town, excuse yourself to go have coffee with a friend or take a walk, mm-hmm. meditate, do some things that continue to center you and keep your regular routine as much as you can that will really allow you to get through these times with folks around you to support you with that. Right. That's the best advice I can even consider at this point. And we're not even to the actual holiday itself. It seems like as soon as Halloween was done and over with, day one was Christmas 
advertisements on TV. Yes, very much so. Here it comes. That wave is coming. Yeah. And it doesn't need to interrupt our everyday lives. No, it doesn't. uh, We can adapt. It's in addition to. Right. Right. So, Sarah, one thing I wanted to make sure the listeners are aware of, as I mentioned, that you are also the facilitator and educator for Lewy Body Dementia. I want them to be able to know how to find you. So where do they go to find senior living advisors? You can go to our website. It is always a constant uh, work in progress. Of course, we're putting lots of resources on the website for you during this time. You can find us at www.seniorlivingadvisorsaustin.com. You could certainly always send me a quick email at Sarah with an H at slaaustin.com. Or you can give me a call on my my mobile phone. That's 832-794-8810. Perfect. And so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're heading into yet another season of holiday, another season of change. And with the way the year has been, we are all going through all sorts of change. And so to recap quickly, I want you to remember, it's okay to cry. Be gentle with yourself. Keep evaluating your expectations. Keep it realistic. Delegate responsibilities and activities. Start new traditions that make sense. Don't be afraid. Do things together to enjoy the moment, not to survive it. And while you don't need to force the cheerfulness, just remember, laughter is one of nature's healers. And as you find moments of meditation to stay centered, try to keep in mind, be realistic. This too shall pass. I hope this gave you more food for thought, and until next time, be proactive. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. To learn more about proactive caregiving and to hear other episodes of this podcast, please visit www.jessicalizellcannon.com. This podcast is produced by Cannon Light Media, LLC, www.cannonlightmedia.com. Music provided by Chris Paradise. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.